Welcome back, everybody, to that trippy show. It's been a long time, I think a couple weeks now since we were at it. Uh, and man, have some things happened. Uh, Alex, we're a mere 12 days till Inauguration Day for President Biden. A lot's happened, like I said, since we last spoke. Uh, where do you want to start, man? It's pretty crazy. I, I'd say Happy New Year, but I, <laughs> hey, I feel I'm, like... with the, I'm with the CNN pro, promo with a little luck. 2021 may not suck. Yeah. No, it's basically I'd say Happy New Year twice because it feels like the last six days have been a whole other year. I, I mean, we should go right to what happened now when people are listening to it. It would have been two days ago, but the, the events of Wednesday uh, when uh, Trump incited a fairly angry mob, overwhelmed the Capitol Police Force, occupied the uh, occupied the Capitol. Uh, there was a guy in a full kind of faux Braveheart costume yelling from the Senate. Uh, podium. Uh, what the hell happened, Joe? Uh, well, it, 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 what it did, what it did uh, was it provoked a real split in the Republican Party. And you saw that in the vote, you know, to, to in terms of trying to take on the uh, Electoral College, um, it, you know, and challenge them, uh, in, in, you know, in Arizona and uh, Pennsylvania. I mean, even Loeffler, after she lost back and, and saw what happened, backed away from uh, uh, her role was supposed to be to to challenge Georgia. Uh, well, that didn't happen. But what you saw was like something 138 Republicans, a majority of the Republican Party in the House, um, voted uh, with Trump, you know, doing his bidding um, to challenge the Electoral College votes in those states. Uh, uh, but what you did see, too, was, you know, suddenly uh, all kinds of uh, people supposedly, you know, it's gone too far. It's a not it, it, enough is enough. Uh, Graham, Lindsey Graham being one of those, uh, they all enabled it. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is the split was there. You could see it happening. It's going, you know, happening before our eyes. Um, the problem that the Republicans are going to have, uh, you know, from a campaign manager's, you know, point of view here is, um, you've got that 138 crazy crowd, uh, the Jim Jordans and the like, uh, and a small, uh, you know, smaller uh, group, uh, not the majority, uh, who who didn't want to, who, who knew it was a step too far and said, no mas. Um, and they have to coexist somehow moving forward, regardless of what happens now with Trump. And we'll talk about that. But, but it, it, it's pretty... Uh, crazy. And when you have McConnell, you know, say they tried to disrupt our democracy and they failed. I mean, uh, uh, you know, there were some real standouts, though. Again, I think Romney um, was pretty strong throughout uh, and has been really consistent throughout. And I think he, he, uh, I think, uh, deserves a lot of credit uh, for standing up all this time and and saying what he said um, on Wednesday night. But again, I think you're seeing a real divide. And uh, I think, you know, Georgia was obviously the first wake up call when they lost that. But in, in the end, it's it's still those guys, they have to all of them have to the Republicans have to coexist in the in in their new, my, you know, minority in the Senate. Even there, even as people did step up, senators did step away from the original 11 or so that were, you know, inclined to enter, you know, enter with the House guys to do the challenge. 
some of those step back, Loeffler, et cetera. Uh, but still six or seven of them were, you know, w- went with the crazies, uh, you know, and the, the real ones, Cruz and, and Holly, uh, you know, they're just fighting it out for who's going to be there. They've both calculated that Trump's not going to be around in 2024, but they want his base um, and they're fighting over his base to give them what they think would be a leg up in the 2024 nomination fight. And they, 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 neither one of them wanted to give the other one any room. Right. So they're almost racing each other to the far right on this. Yeah. They're, they're, well, to the far, uh, to the far, uh, uh, you, you know, treasonous, you know, which one could be more treasonous than the other, uh, and hang with these folks. So that was clear. So, I mean, you saw sort of the initial fight, uh, over the Trump base, uh, between Holly and Cruz, neither one of them backed away from that. Uh, they they still are calculating that that's going to be a big boost to them in 2024. Um, and, and at the same time, you saw the divide. Everybody else, a lot of, of Republicans moving away from moving in that direction. Um, some of them kind of like, you know, uh, 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 totally hypocritical and disingenuous doing it. Uh, like I said, Lindsey Graham being a prime poster child for for that part of the party, and then you did have people like Romney, uh, who not not many, but a few, who have consistently called out the president, voted in his case for impeachment, uh, and uh, and and held, uh, you know, and called his party out uh, on Wednesday night, and I think he deserves a lot of credit for doing that. I think it was Alexander Petrie of the Washington Post who called it Graham's paradox, which is basically you always have to get halfway to a principled stance and then you stop (laughs) and then you set another goalpost halfway down where it's you'll never quite reach that something else, but you'll get halfway. Because I think Graham said something like if something else happens, all the options will be on the table. But it's like I, I, I shudder to think uh, what that something else would be to get Lindsey Graham to actually do anything. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing, the, the real sad thing about the entire episode was, again, um, just we all know what would have happened if that was a Black Lives Matter yeah. uh, matters crowd. Uh, well, we saw it protesting. Uh, no, but I mean, uh, you know, they, nowhere near ever in any Black Lives Matter uh, rally or protest. Uh, did any uh, kind of, you, you know, anything resembling uh, that kind of an attack uh, on an institutional symbol, uh, not to, uh, to the country, but to the world. Yeah. Um, and, and here's a bunch of, you, you know, Trump folks, MAGA folks uh, moving on the, on the Capitol and, you know, basically nothing happened. Taking uh, now, selfies a lot of them are the getting, police. yeah. With the police, uh, uh, some of the police it looks like video of them letting them through the gate. Actually, you know, letting more of them come up. Um, uh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I, I think the Capitol Police chief is either has resigned or will. Um, and I think you know there's going to be some real looking at how at one, how did it happen? But two, uh, I think it it, it made clear uh, to a lot of people. Um, out there. It made it really clear uh, why it's still, it's very important to continue um, to say out loud, Black Lives Matter. And we all know what would have happened if this was a crowd of color versus um, a crowd of people wearing red MAGA hats. Um, So, uh, you know, we'll see how that, where that ends up. Obviously, the FBI 
um, law enforcement is now, uh, they had them all. <laughs> now, after they let them all go, they're going to, they're trying to track them down. But um, I think, you know, some of them were so dumb to, you know, taking their bragatory uh, selfies and posting them that uh, I think uh, they're, they're going to be found and tracked down. Yeah. And, uh, and every one of them uh, should get the punishment they deserve. So I, I want to get back to kind of more of the, the aftermath here, because I, I know a lot of people listening to this have already kind of consumed a lot of what happened yesterday. Yeah. What does this do more to the 2024 field? What is the opportunity for, is there one for the non-Holly Cruz part of the Republican Party? Um, if you were advising a Republican running for president or who wants to, what would you say? Look, I think that's going to be the whole fight. I mean, in a lot of ways, you know, we we in the Democratic side, we have a fight between the progressive wing and and the you know the moderate wing or the establishment wing, whatever you want to call it. There's always been that sort of um, you're too far to the middle, you're too you're going to compromise versus no, we've got our progressive values and we're going to fight for them. We have we've always had that fight going back to Jimmy Carter and, and Ted Kennedy right. in 1980. Um, uh, but their fight is going to be, um, we clearly have two candidates who are going to be fighting it out for the Trump base. Right now, it's a clear, clear massive majority of the Republican Party. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think um, there'll be people who, running, whether it's, whether it's a Romney type. I don't, I don't know who it will be. I, don't, I doubt it'll be Romney. But somebody, you know, maybe it'll be Sass. Uh, or somebody like that, but I think there'll be a fight between sort of going back to the to what the Republican Party was supposed to stand for: the Constitution, um, uh, uh, you know, frugal, all that, you know, all the conservative stuff that the Republicans always talk about but never do, uh, particularly on deficit spending and and the and the uh, 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 <laughs> multi-trillion-dollar. Uh, 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 budget deficits that they've got, that, you know, debt, national debt that they ran up. Um, but so, but there will be, I think, uh, somebody, you know, being the anti-Trump uh, wing of the party, um, not necessarily ideologically, but just sort of anti that, anti what Cruz and, and Holly uh, think is going to get them elected. Four years, a long, long way. And I'm with a lot of people, you know, who think, that the the Trump flame may run out of gas uh, sooner than we all think, and I think yesterday uh, Wednesday uh, may have helped precipitate that. We'll see, um, uh, but I think there's definitely going to be a massive fight in their party over what their party actually stands for, and that split. Usually, when you have that kind of a split, that, I mean, as strong as this one's going to, I think, going to be. That is like the Kennedy Carter fight that ends up um, in a bunch of ashes in an ash heap as both sides like have you know a massive ugly fight uh, because I don't think the Trump base uh, even if it dwindles to thirty percent is going to go away easy right right it's out there and he's going to continue to flame inflame them whether Twitter lets him back on or not he'll find a way uh, and he'll keep he'll keep doing that so. And I think obviously so will Holly uh, and, and and Cruz and uh, you know several others, particularly the Jim Jordans, 
uh, of the world, and there's plenty of them in the House. And they're all safe. I mean, Jim Jordan's not going to get taken out by a moderate Republican. They're, every one of those, uh, uh, the hundred, most of the 138, I'm pretty certain. I haven't gone back and looked at every single one of their districts, but I don't think they have a whole lot to fear. Right. Um, in the Senate, because they have a lot of Senate seats coming up in 2022, uh, that could be a far different story. And it may be, it, you know, there may be, you know, Trump's going to get revenge on these people. Uh, he's going to, wherever he is in 2022, even if it's in prison, I'm pretty sure he'll be uh, chasing down and endorsing, making statements in support of those who, who were with him on Wednesday night and trying to pr support primary opponents to anybody who who didn't vote to stop Biden from being the president elect uh and and uh take stealing the 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 electoral college votes um you know that they they are going to get I think to suffer the wrath of Trump which by the way Pence now is <laughs> learning that lesson you could he almost made it is, he almost made yeah, it almost made it and now, and now he's just got a statement out there from a, a source that heard him say, after all I've done for Trump, now look what he's doing to me. Uh, so, you know, yeah, guess what? Everybody, all 138 of you, if you ever cross him, he's coming for you too. It doesn't matter what you did Wednesday right. night, he's coming for you. And the same with the, I'm sure the four or five senators who backed away uh, from uh, uh uh, you know, the Trump train on Wednesday night uh, uh, to challenge the electoral uh, 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 confirmation. I'm sure they're, they're all uh, already on his list and he's, you know, and he's coming for them. You know, Burr uh, was pretty strong uh, in his statements, but he's not running in North Carolina uh, in 2022. Um, and that's the real lesson when we get to uh, to Georgia you know, that that just points with the split that's clearly happening in the Republican Party. The Democratic Party, look, we have our schisms, but right now we're really unified by by what's happened before Wednesday night and what happened on Wednesday night. Uh, and the, the just the, the mess that the party's going to face and Joe Biden's going to face in terms of the, the uh, pandemic, uh, the economy, that I think we're we we've we're pretty solid. Um, so 2022 could be a pretty unified, we're still going to have our primaries too, but we're pretty unified Democratic Party versus a very splintered and, and, and infighting Republican Party. So in North Carolina, for instance, I'm sure there will be a Trumpy uh, running and there may be a moderate Republican, uh, more from the Romney or McCain side of the party running. Uh, they'll have a dogfight uh, while if we now on January 8th or 9th or 10th start now to do what Stacey Abrams did in Georgia and start registering voters in North Carolina, um, organizing from the ground up in North Carolina uh, and have a strong candidate, we're, we're going to win. We're gonna, we can win seats like that now. And we proved it. Georgia proved that. So yep. in the, all in all, there's a, you know, a, a horror show on Wednesday night, but a lot of good things, I think, have happened. Obviously, Georgia being a, a big part of that. But, but I think the schism that we saw, the split and divide uh, between the crazy wing um, 
and people who actually, at least for one night, uh, did what was right by the Constitution, uh, and I think got some got got you know some fear stuck in them by this mob um, of how far this has gone, and say it's and realized that it's gone too far. That wing is is not the majority of the party, at least not in the House, and that's going to be a problem for them. All right, let, let's come back after we talk about some good news, because I do want to get back to some of the, the midterm discussion. But let's talk about actually something good that happened. I guess it was really early uh, Wednesday morning for most people. Uh, both Georgia seats ended up flipping. Uh, Joe, you can go ahead and take your victory lap. Well, I'll give you about 10 seconds for calling this about two months ago. Obviously, Trump turnout uh, was way down. Or Republican turnout was way down without Trump on the ballot. That's probably a sign of things to come. But yeah, we've got the Senate, man. That's pretty good. Uh, no, it's great. It's great that we got the Senate, but also, you know, don't count your chickens, right? I mean, you know, look, the reality is by like, you know, I think it's going to be about 40,000 votes. Uh, Osef won that, that, that second seat. Um, you know, basically half of Georgia, it's the same lesson we learned on November 3rd, half the country, roughly, you know, let little, thankfully, thank God it's a little less than half, but half the country wanted to, wanted to keep this going for another four years and half of Georgia did too, or nearly half. Um, uh, and so look, we got a lot of work to do. Um, uh, the good news is that, yeah, uh, we've got two senators that we've got the majority, uh, with Kamala, uh, breaking ties. Uh, and the other thing is, I think that, um, that, you know, the other sort of true thing that happened, um, is again, last three cycles, if the presidential nominee won the state, the, the, that same party's, uh, nominees for the Senate won. Uh, and that again happened, you know, Biden won Georgia, we won two seats. And again, the only place, uh, that's, that didn't do that was uh, Maine uh, with Susan Collins. It's the only exception, I think, in the last three cycles in the U.S. Senate uh, in presidential races where that's that's happened. But Georgia, again, confirmed that as well. So, you know, we we I think the good news, obviously, is that a lot more of the Biden agenda, a lot more of Biden's appointments, cabinet, uh, th- those are all going to be, you know, give me's. That's uh, one of the good things that I think helped uh, Merrick Garland in the uh, for AG uh, was winning those two seats made it easier. I think that may have been the pick that, that Joe Biden was going with all along, but it made it easier to do because he knows when he appoints the vacancy for Merrick Garland's seat, um, he can, with 51 votes, confirm that new judge. So I think all that, the judgeships, um, the cabinet members, um, uh, key votes on uh, moving forward with his agenda. Uh, it's still going to be, have to be, I think, a compromising agenda, but not as much uh, as it would have been with Mitch McConnell hiding everything in, a, in his drawer, desk drawer, uh, uh, including all those appointments and maybe even cabinet uh, confirmations. Uh, and, and as well, you know, on police reform, or, or uh, climate change, or uh, any of the, uh, you know, the, the, the $2,000 um, uh, 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 stimulus package to get to people uh, out there who need it, who need $2,000. Right. 
uh, that's all going to pass, right? That's all stuff that's going to happen. We're not going to be sitting here going like, no, Mitch McConnell only wants wants zero, or he wants that skinny, you know, three hundred dollar thing. Uh, we've got the votes now in a way that those two seats really make that uh, those kind of compromises less likely on on the things that uh, that Democrats uh, uh, want to really fight for to help people out there who are in trouble right now. Also, uh, I think it's going to be uh, light years bet different uh, difference in how uh, aggressive uh, the administration is able to move and get the funding for cities and states that need it uh, to get the virus to get the, the the vaccine into people's arms um, uh, to buy the refrigeration if that's what the help we need and to move it there uh, using the military um, national guard if that's what we need to do uh, you're going to see. I think a much more aggressive uh, attack on the virus, uh, and the and Mitch McConnell can't stop that funding now. He can't stop the the state and city uh, funding. Um, so all these things I think are are, are very, uh, you know, we we've been so focused on the chaos and the horror over the last couple of days, but there's a lot of really good news that came out of those two wins. And look, I I did say. Um, Early on, that I thought, look, if you if you looked at the historic turnout on November third in Georgia, and you said uh, which party was going to turn out, you know, eighty percent uh, of uh, uh, replicate that eighty percent of that turnout or whatever the, it, it ends up being, uh, and went to other parties going to turn out, you know, seventy five percent. It was pretty clear to me it was going to be Demo- Stacey Abrams. All those democratic uh, uh, fair fight uh, action, all the democratic groups that have been uh, building that organization, you know, for a decade, were going to be able to 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 get as close as they could to a, a, a higher percentage of a turnout uh, that we saw, and that the Republicans, given one, Trump's not on the ballot, so I always thought a whole lot of those folks came out. For Trump, and yeah, they were there, so they voted for Loeffler and Purdue. But were they really going to come out uh, for those two, you know, really lousy candidates? And Loeffler uh, deserved her outcome, being the you know getting the lowest vote getter. Uh, she was the worst of, of both of them. But they two lousy candidates um, and, and a president uh, telling folks uh, vote for these people, but your votes are going to be stolen. It's rigged. Um, like it was for me. So uh, it was pretty clear that they were going to have, you know, run into some, I thought, some drop-off problem. Um, and uh, and we were also going to have it because no one was going to turn out the same uh, as they did on November 3rd. That's not going to happen, not, not in a special election or runoff. Uh, but I thought they would have a bigger drop-off than us. Um, and I did think that there was a chance... Um, you know, one of them wins by, we win one by 35 and we lose one by five or 10,000. That would be possible, but it was pretty early. And I remember 42, uh, roughly 42% of the vote in, um, I texted, um, uh, Doug Jones, uh, we were, you know, we were asking what was going on. And I thought, I I immediately said, we're going to win both seats. I thought, uh, at that point with 42% of the vote in that, that, um, uh, Warnock would win with about eighty thousand by about eighty thousand, and uh, and uh, Osof would win by about forty thousand. 
uh, votes. And I don't, I, last time I checked, I think that those are pretty close to what actually ended up happening. It was pretty clear because you could tell, um, that DeKalb County was sitting out there with a boatload of votes that hadn't been counted yet. And when those came in, they were going to go into the lead and then it was going to be very tough for either of the Republicans to, to catch them. And I really, at that point, like I said, with about 42% of the vote in, I was pretty confident that, uh, that we were going to prevail. And we did. And that there's a lot of good news in that. So it's been two days, barely. Trump turnout, again, I keep saying Trump turnout. Republican turnout was definitely down. We know that. And that hopefully that will continue without Trump on the ballot. And we have the Senate now for at least you know a year and a half before things get really crazy with election 2022. My, my thought was optimism in that we could probably get a little bit more done. I know you need 60 votes for anything real, but talk to me about what you think this means for Democrats' chances in midterms in 2022. I'm more optimistic. I was very pessimistic. Little, oh, little more optimistic. Look, this, now. this is this is all going to be the the vaccine and turning the economy. Um, you know, the, the the Trump administration did such an abysmal job. Of they, you know, they should get credit for uh, warp speed um, for helping move the development of those vaccines that we've got. But they were, as per usual, um, they they lose attention or whatever right. the hell they logistics. do. Logistics, yeah, and yeah, logistics, and uh, they forget the last mile. Like, okay, great, <laughs> we've got a vaccine, but we haven't. They have no plan. Uh, and and there, there was plenty of things they could have done, but they didn't do any of them. Now the question is, so I think, you know, this is in, in a lot of ways, by, we now have total control. It is on us, right? There's no one, you can't say Mitch McConnell stopped this from happening. Right. Uh, you know, it, this, is, this is us. We got, we've got the whole thing. And so if under a Democratic president, under Joe Biden, if we immediately start to build out a distribution system that gets the vaccine to black churches, to community senators, to, to the, to the, you know, CVS and Walmart uh, and and all these places and actually get it out there and get it to the American people um, quickly, uh, particularly with Moderna uh, that doesn't need the refrigeration uh, that the Pfizer vaccine has. Uh, but if we can do that quickly and really mobilize and, and make a show of, of that happening, uh, and I don't mean a show is an entertainment like Trump would do. I mean, you know, making it clear that it's happening and it's real and you can count on it and you, you can get yours here this week. Not like Trump will have the drive through stuff and it'll be in, you know, everywhere. And then it never happened on. The, and that was just on testing. Um, so I think. If to the extent we succeed in doing that over the next 12 months, uh, and I don't mean 12 months to get the vaccine into people's arms. I mean, over the next 12 months, three next three or four or five months, we get the vaccine into everybody, uh, every American who needs it or wants it. Uh, and the economy um, starts to really uh, build. Um uh, I think you can go into 2020, particularly with the the, the crazy Trumpies and Cruz and uh, Holly, and you know, still obstructing. 
I think, but I do think, by the way, I think there's going to be six or seven um, or eight Republicans uh, who will be voting with us on a lot of these things. We can get to 60 votes. That's where the compromise is going to come in on a lot of these things. If it takes uh, 60 votes to get a $2,000 bill passed, um, yeah, we may have to compromise on on 1,500, right, to get the four more votes that we need. But I think it's that kind of, uh, of, of compromise. It's no longer the 300 skinny thing versus 2000 and nothing happens as we all argue about it for months, right? Which we've seen. So I think um, that particularly now, I think the American and, and the American people know who to put pressure on um, to get those votes done. And McConnell doesn't have the juice he, he did as majority leader to not even put the vote on the floor, to not even allow amendments. Uh, that's where I think you're going to see is, yeah, we'll put a bill on the floor for 2000. A Republican may put a May may amend it, and then we'll have the debate, and the American people and groups out there can can argue uh, and push, but we'll get a result. Uh, unlike the the obstruction that that McConnell, that's the most important thing that Georgia did. It it took it ended McConnell's reign in a lot of ways. He was worse than Trump, or at least magnified how bad Trump was because of the bills that he never allowed on the floor. Um, and his intransience uh, uh, and his and his pure power. One guy had way with his disposition had way too much power. That's gone. So, Joe, let, let's get into governing a little bit here. Obviously, the other news was uh, again. This is pretty much buried, uh, and I'm I'm betting that uh, Merrick Garland has a lot more on his plate than he thought he already would. But he's kind of rounding out most of the cabinet appointments. Obviously, uh, no Doug Jones as attorney general, but that's not really the, yeah, the, that hurts. It does. I mean, I, I mean, uh, just on a personal yeah. level, uh, 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 but Merrick Garland's a, a, a good pick. I mean, it, it was never, uh, anything. Uh, I mean, it's more, obviously I have a bias. You have a bias for Doug Jones. Uh, and I think he would have been a, a great attorney general, uh, but it, it feather in his cap that he was, uh, you know, in it for so long and, uh, and, and in it with Merrick, with somebody of uh, both Merrick Garland and both of them, it's just impeccable, uh, courageous, uh, uh, and, and, uh, people who will, you know, who will do the just right thing and not politicize that office. Sure. So Merrick Garland, uh. Uh, it was a great pick. Well, he's got a lot to do, and obviously Biden's got a lot to do. The The majority, obviously, is really, really helpful. But strategically here, I think you, you touched on this earlier with, with the vaccine, but what should their priorities be here? Uh, look, I, it is what I said. It's the, it's the vaccine. It's, it's, uh, it's the economic. I think uh, Yellen is going to be very important, uh, particularly because... Um, uh, you know, even the the two thousand dollars, those kinds of things, uh, distributing that out and getting it to people who need it, I think is is going to be critical and, and going to happen. But we are, uh, you know, so there's only so much uh, of that you can do. Um, the Fed, you know, the Treasury Department um, is going to be critical there too in terms of how this plays out. But I actually think, look, it's those two things. But in the end, yeah, you've got so much that needs to be repaired. Um, I mean, look, just look at, you thought Blinken had a tough job before Wednesday convincing our allies that um, 
uh, just ignore the last four years. America's back. We're we're going to be strong allies with you. They just they just watched this right. happen too, um, repairing the damage uh, internationally and in our standing is going to be really a, a, just an incredibly tough job. Uh, well, how Brian's do you done it how once. do you tell them? Yeah, but how do you tell them? Right, but how do you tell them? Hey, don't worry about twenty twenty four, Holly. Cruz, oh no, don't worry. That's not going to ever happen again. Uh, no, they know they saw Georgia. They they know fifty percent that a huge chunk of the American population wanted to keep doing this. So it's not about trusting. Oh, Trump's gone. It's over. No. So it, you know, Blinken's job at at, at 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 state and the people underneath him at state. Have, have you know our ambassadors? Uh, that's all got to start. The repairing that and building those relationships back is going to be uh, pretty important. Our enemies, who now know they can keep stoking this, um, uh, you, you know, and st- stoking the divide, they're going to keep doing that and taking advantage of that. Um, you know, so you you've got all these different pieces at the same time the justice department i mean totally demoralized politicized by Barr. uh merrick garland uh now has to rebuild not just the morale of that department but the american people's faith in that it's not a politicized uh piece of garbage that Barr uh helped turn it in at least projected it uh, into so you, you know at every turn uh, and then on top of it, you've got climate change, which is real, um, and energy, and um, uh, you know, and, and uh, transportation departments, how they start to turn this—not uh, just the president joining Paris again, but how do we start to actually build the infrastructure for the new, um, you know, for for a new real push uh, to take on climate change. Uh, to to build the right uh, kind of transportation system moving forward. All I mean, it's a massive, massive thing. And the one good, again, and I've said this before, Biden is the one guy I think who can pull it off because I think, and, and again, you said 60 votes. I think Biden can get there on a lot of these things. I think Biden is, his relationship with McConnell, as much as I've dissed on McConnell on this on this podcast uh, repeatedly over the uh, time we've been on together uh, and tonight, today. I think McConnell and Joe Biden have cut lots of deals together. They trust each other. They know if one of them gives their word, the other one will keep it. They'll, they'll, they'll keep it. Uh, and so, I, like I said, I think if, if uh, uh, yeah, there'll be some horse trading uh, potentially. But by the way, that's how you get things done in a polarized uh, the politics that are polarized in a Senate uh, that's you only have by one vote. Um, you're going to have to to do that. On the other hand, I also think Biden can sit down with the Romneys, the uh, Collins, the Murkowskis, and some of the Republicans that are going to be in trouble in 2022 that cannot be seen as obstructionists, who can't count on if Trump's not on the ballot, will enough Republicans come out for me? I've got to, I've got to reach out and grow my support. How do you do that? By joining up with Biden 
and, and some of the Democrats on reasonable things. That's how you get the compromise going. So I think, no, I think um, that in terms of governing, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, uh, I thought they were crazy, said, hey, you know, it might be a good thing if he doesn't have the Senate. No. No. That's crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. I don't know R what those Republicans people saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. There were yeah, there were some thoughtful people out there. Think you know who were who were saying that, and I, uh, and I thought they were crazy. Uh, we've got the Senate by a vote uh, again. Even that is such a big deal because now the judiciary just getting judges approved that we control. We're the chair. We chair that committee now, not not Graham. So I think Georgia put a lot of things in place. And then to get to where we need to, to get up into those bigger votes, I don't think there was a nominee we could have nominated that has the relationships and the, I just think, um, the credibility uh, with some of the Republican votes that we're going to need uh, than, than Joe Biden. And so I think, uh, I think, I think he uh, can get there, uh, get a lot more done than we all think. Um, and if you have a very successful first 18 months here, um, then I think uh, it starts to be, uh, it starts to make possible um, the, 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 you know, normally a sitting president who just got elected loses seats uh, in the next midterm. Uh, that's happened almost every single time. I think there have been a only a couple of uh, instances and and when they did pick up seats, yeah, I mean, but, you know those that, couple, right? Those couple yeah. were all like moments of insane national crisis when you could pull it together, right? right. After nine eleven, uh, Bush, etc. So what I'm saying is, I think, but I do think there's a chance uh, with that kind of success that we could go into 2022 and with a split and fighting uh, Republican Party over people fighting over the direction of that party in a way that we may not have seen in our lifetime. Um, I think you could, you know, we could have, 2022 could turn out very well. From a campaign manager's perspective, I am, I'm actually pretty optimistic about it. On the, the one thing I think though that, um, that we don't know, and, and this is what I mean. So let's take it the other route. No. The, no, the, none of the Republicans will work with us. Um, uh, it, it, McConnell, as minority leader, uh, still obstructs, still holds the, his caucus together, voting no on everything. I think we've sort of, it's all sort of been exposed in a way that by 2022, people could want to just kick them the hell out if that's what they're going to do. If you're not going to work with us to get the funding for the cities and states to get the vaccines into people's arms, if we're going to have to do it on our own, right? then what the hell are you there for? So I think, I think, yeah, there are two different ways this could play out between now and 2022. But I think for their own survival, a lot of the Republicans who are up in 2022, particularly in the Senate, are going to want to, to, to collaborate and be claiming that they were the ones that helped their state get this or get that, um, got the bat, worked with Joe Biden to get the vaccines into people's arms. That's their best. That's that senator's best shot. Shot. It's not. He got them. I voted no. I didn't give the cities and states any money because I didn't want New York 
or L.A. because you know how those socialists, you know, blah, 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 that stuff, I don't think will work for them. So I think um, I, I'm pretty optimistic that that as long as we execute um, uh, it, 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 in the administration, the Senate and the House, as long as we execute and, and actually tackle these problems and, and, and show the difference between what you just saw for the last four years, an incompetence and inability to take these cri- this crisis on. And we have it all and we did it. And did they come with us and help or did they try to hold you all back again? In either one of those environments, I think we do well in. But the most important thing is if we can do that, the American people do well as well. And I think the end, the end thing there is uh, that I want to keep going back to is, yeah, what George approved is when we build a party, when we organize and we register people and we and it's not just we got behind some one candidate who turned us all on. Uh, in Texas or anywhere else, and I'm not putting down, we had a bunch of great candidates out there who did that, but that's not enough. We've got to invest in Texas, in North Carolina. We've got to build on what Georgia uh, just showed us. And that's one of the things that didn't happen in Alabama. We, you know, Jones, we won that election in, uh, in 2017, but there was no way in three years, there was no party. Uh, it took us about 18 months to get the Alabama party even to resemble, you know, a, a, a functioning uh, Democratic Party um, uh, that could actually, you know, accomplish anything, and then we had another eighteen months to start to do to actually build that. It, we need a ten-year plan in some of these states, and in North Carolina, it may only take two years. It's it was that close, uh, but we need to be in Mississippi and Alabama, and 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 you know, and it, go back to the Howard Dean fifty-state strategy. Um, when he was the chair uh, of the party, uh, and it was totally abandoned uh, uh, moving forward, we need to get back to that. And Stacey Abrams and the good people of Georgia, the good Democrats and, and groups out there that were organizing and have put time in, sweat in, um, and, and uh, kept their focus, kept registering, kept organizing, kept going door to door. That's what we need. We do those two things. We execute in government and we we go after the four or five places uh that I mean and more, but we we decide today on, you know, before this inauguration happens, that North Carolina, Texas, uh, you know, pick the five or six states and really all of us grassroots find the the uh fair fight action uh in these states. And start funding that, not the personalities. Fund fund the ground, the groups on the ground that can spend the next two years building, while Joe Biden and our senators and our our members of the House do their jobs. Um, if we do those two things, I think uh, while the Republicans smolder um, over and fight over the ashes, uh, we can not only uh, bring the country back. Uh, 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 and, and get out of this crisis, but but have a, a very strong 2022 and 2024. So, Joe, that's about all the time we had. We had a couple of really good 
reader questions uh, submitted to thattrippyshow at gmail.com via email. And I saw a couple coming in over social. So if you do have them, don't worry, we'll get to them. We'll probably do a whole show on them coming up soon. Uh, Joe, anything else to add or you want to take us home? No, uh, thanks, Alex. And yeah, keep sending those questions in and we will get to them. We'll probably do a whole show just answering uh, listener questions uh, pretty, pretty quick here uh, in between now and the inauguration. Uh, but we're going to be here every Friday. Uh, as usual, we're back on. Uh, thanks for listening to that trippy show. And a reminder on those questions, if you have one, submit it to us on iTunes in the reviews. Uh, give us a rating. Or as Alex told you, you can email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. See you next Friday. And thanks for listening. <laughs>